Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of La Mancha Cast. Welcome to episode 165. Uh, with me tonight, I have Imran. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, I did say off pod, we're not going to mention what happened in yesterday in, in Australia. Are you okay over it? No, I'd rather not speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, sorry, it's cricket. There's a T20 World Cup going on, and both the, the nations we support are going through a bit of a tricky time of weather. And I will say, say the C word choking twice in a row. Sorry, Pakistan fans. It's not. It's a, a big ask to come away with. But we won't talk about the cricket. We're going to talk about some uh, Italian-European football. So yesterday in Helsinki, Roma played uh, HJK Helsinki on a plastic pitch. Won the game 2-1. Um, got out of Helsinki, thankfully, due to a, probably a VAR call, <laughs> which probably ruined probably one of the best goals you'll see this year. <laughs> An absolute thunderbolt. I think it was David Brown, the Papua New Guinean, Papua New Guinean international with a wonder strike from about 400 yards out, it was probably 35, um, and VAR saved him. Uh, overall, Imran, what were your thoughts on Roma's win yesterday? I think you should go first this time. <laughs> Do you reckon I should go first? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think you should go first this time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I did some analysis on social media. Um, I thought it would be a 4-3-3 setup, but it was a the tried and tested three four three five four one. Um started off a little bit sloppy. Maddy Camera got caught with HJK's Helsinki's high press. Both teams were high pressing. It took Roma about fifteen or twenty minutes to get into the game and then they asserted themselves. Um they did some near post corners which helped with Brian Cristante with his height and he's actually quite a good from set pieces. He has a He's quite tall, but he's quite slow. But he has a good good head on him. That sounded so wrong in my head, but yeah, um, he's quite good in the air. And he he tested the keeper, uh, the sorry, the HJK Helsinki out uh, defense out a couple of times. He hit the crossbar. Roma should have scored from the scramble. And then he did have a goal chalked off for VAR because of Valparto. That's looked a little bit soft and. Roma were leading thanks to Abraham's goal before halftime, but then they were undone with poor defence. There was eight versus three, I think, for their goal. A nice through ball to Hetamaj, who scored. Uh, did it take? Did it take a deflection, or was it? Did it just wrong foot Rui Patricio? I think if it was, it was just a slight, another big one. Yeah, um, and then Mancini won the ball high on the pitch and started the attack. For Roma's winner, which was quite fortunate because it took a deflection. It looked like Abraham scored. And then Roma had the chances to kill the game off before HJK Helsinki had that controversial VAR goal chalked off because Brian Cristante got an eye poke or he got Rick flared, as you say back in the day, if you were, you were a wrestling fan, we got a finger poke to the eye or a brush to the face. And then David Brown scored from about 400 yards out. I thought, oh, no, not again. Um, we've almost lost it, but then we managed to eke it out. I was pretty, I was pretty pleased to see um, Jose trust some young players. So you got to see Valparto start. I thought he actually did pretty well on the, the right side of, um, of the front three. Um, 
Then you get to see Marish Kambula play as a central defensive midfielder, which could be an option later on in the season. I think he may have the attributes to play in that position. I think he's played in that position before. And then you got to see, uh, is it Giacomo Fatakanti bring on? I think that's his first start, for or first appearance for the for Roma. I th- he was on the bench when I was with Sterling for the Monza game. So he, he interested his his youth. I didn't expect Roma to end the game with a midfield three of Fatakanti, Kumbula and Eduardo Bove. But um, I'm happy they eked out the win. And it's all to play for next week because... Raul Betis got the win in Ludogorets, so Roma Ludogorets for a place in the uh, in the knockout stage. It's a playoff stages for the uh, Europa League, which is going to be quite tasty in the new year because they've got there's going to be some teams from the Champions League coming down, like Barcelona. You could have Arsenal in that group, in in that you can group that together because Arsenal are neck and neck with PSV um, in that. So it could be some some tasty teams in the. Uh, in a knockout range, uh, knockout group stage, group stage, bloody house got English, and then in the knockout round. But I've probably waffled on for a few more minutes than I probably should have. Um, I'll re re ask it. What do you, uh, do you echo what I was talking about, or do you have your own thoughts on yesterday's performance? Because it may have been a little bit unconvincing at times. Um, it was a struggle uh, for even me. Um, I was going to tweet out, I miss attacking football, but I don't really want the backlash from Jose fans, so I might keep that in the back burner for a for a later date. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, I, I, you pretty much summed it up very well. Um, it, was, uh, it wasn't it was spectacular. They got the job done in the end. It was very, it was very laboured, um, like always. So nothing new there. We made it, once again, very difficult for us. And it feels like Hetemai um, is still punishing us. Uh, it feels like he always scored against us when he was playing yeah. Brescia and Kievo. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, uh, I was expecting him to score and he did. And not really too much to take from the game, you know, uh, apart from some of the young players uh, getting, you know, the chance to play that was positive, so I think that's the only positive we take away from there. And the result, of course, but the performance, nothing, um, nothing worth remembering. Uh, nothing spectacular. It didn't give us any answers. Um, not a proper reply to the poor quality performance we had lately. No. So, yeah. So I I don't know. I I miss attacking football. I'm <laughs> I'm quite uh, I'm quite um, jealous when I watch Napoli. Another team. Another I, teams as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the type of football they play. Rather play like that, especially in the league, and have a comfortable position. I might not go all the way, but uh, right now it's. It's uh, it's not working, especially attacking football. Mm. And um, uh, said it many times. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't. We have really no excuses. You shouldn't have any excuses. You should just run over Helsinki with four or five goals and play convincing football, attacking football. There should be um, should be screaming quality, but. Apart, you know, except the fact it, it didn't, and 
so it's nothing really new there we just we see the same stuttering performances every week yeah it seems same old same old i was gonna say do you think these seven games in 27 days i think it was it was mentioned by sam Matterface on commentary for us uk viewers on bt sport five yesterday um do you think that plays a pivotal role at the moment because the squad has been a bit chop and change recently no i don't think so sorry fair. i'm not no I'm, no that's fair enough that's you, fair enough you know why you know why because you look at other teams uh, they have a certain identity they play in a mm. certain way it, there's nothing in this world that suggests that you can't play attacking football just because there's you have a congested fixture i refuse to buy that i'm sorry i know it's congested but you can't risk uh, losing points and we do lose points because uh, our inability to play uh, a proper coherent attacking football uh, so I'm sorry this poor quality uh, which we see week in week out it's not some low energy mode you know mm-hmm. like you have on iPhone low when you want to <laughs> save energy or battery <laughs> when you get to like 40% you put it on yeah. low energy and save it goes yellow and it saves like three yeah. hours we've been on yellow throughout the season yeah. I mean what I the other teams they ask uh, they they're green play, they, yeah they're green all the time they play football I mean it's fun to watch well, as we are uh, not doing that, and uh, I maintain what I've said throughout the season, it's not a healthy sign. It's uh, it makes it difficult for what's gonna come. You might, you will get the players back, quality players in terms of DiBala, Vinaldum. Even when you have a fit squad, I don't think, I don't think it's a he- healthy sign because you need, you need uh, quality performances. You need to play organized football both in defense and attack you can't just be you can't just focus or base your whole uh, strategy on having a good defensive organization with nothing to offer in attack it uh, it just look makes everyone in in attack look bad and um, I, I don't think that's the right way to go i don't think that's the right way to go I'm tweeting that out Monday. Roma play like they're on, they want their iPhone to be charged. They're like they're on a, they're on twenty percent. They're all stuck <laughs> on red, or they're on low battery mode. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm not, I might steal that. Apologies, Imran. Um, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair. Point. I thought maybe the fixture congestion might play a part, but it will. It's 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 not one rule for one, one rule for the other. It it applies to pretty much every team in Serie A. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's, my, that's my point, Scott. You know, it, it the same applies for every team. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not seeing, you know, you have teams that play, that are known for playing a certain way uh, in attack. They keep doing it despite this. They try to rotate the squad and give other players a chance. We've done it as well. I, I don't think this is intentional. I mean, and first of all, I don't think it's intentional. Secondly, I don't think it's unintentionally secondary to, you know, a congestive fixture. I think it's, uh, um, I think there's, we have failed in developing uh, a proper system in, mm. uh, when it comes to playing attacking football and you know in the way we attack i think we've uh, we've failed and uh, it's 
you know, people keep mentioning the chances we missed. It's, it's, this is not about the chances we missed. We, we, we would have probably scored a five, six, or even ten more goals. But that's that's not the point. It's just a, it's not about the chances. It's it's a, it's not even always about uh, lack of creativity because okay, lack of creativity is a problem. But it, the the main problem is the way we attack as a team. Yeah. The it uh, first of all, most of our goals have come through set pieces. You know, set piece FC. <laughs> it happened yesterday. It happened yesterday, and the second one was an own goal. Yeah. Uh, but what you want to see is that you want to sit back, you want to watch a team that plays attacking football in a way that convinces you that, okay, there's something going on here. You understand that they're trying to do something. Well, as for us, it just looks like we're unable to lock uh, our, uh, you know, unlock our opponent's defense. And it looks so labor because, there's, first of all, there's no movement. We don't pass the ball around quickly because if you are one healthy sign of a team that's good in attack is that you're comfortable in possession when you attack. You pass the ball in high tempo, which makes the opponent, if they want to chase the ball, you're more likely to set them out of position and pen and create space for yourself. We are unable to create any sort of space. And this is this, this is what you see every week. If you are unable to um, create space, it will become difficult because what you have to do is just cross the ball in or try some individual brilliance through some long shot or one-on-one through our wingers. And we don't even have proper uh, system where we can play in that way where we have uh, tricky wingers that can cut inside and uh, make cross or dribble or shoot. So I, I think if you are not able to create space for yourself when you when you attack, it will become difficult. And how do you create space? Yeah, you need to have a proper uh, system which in which you you there has to be movement of players pass the ball, move into a new area, and you know, and then pass back and create a new. So this way, you will you will apply pressure to your opponents to become you know you will disrupt their organization because they have to move out of the out of the positions to chase the ball or to intercept the ball this is how you do it and the quicker you do it the easier it becomes for you and the more difficult it becomes for your opponent well if you look at us there's no the pace is not there there's such such a once again low energy low pace football i don't think you get so far with this type of football uh in modern football, first of all. Secondly, uh, not just in Europe, but even in Serie A, mm-hmm. you, you must be able to dominate your opponents. There needs to be um, convincing performances. You cannot just keep winning like this throughout the season because it won't last. It's um, it's not sustainable. I'm mm-hmm. I'm 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 it's I'm certain I'm convinced that in in order to uh, to achieve your object you know objectives of the season which in this season i would say is top 4 there needs to be you need to play in a different way you need to change the way you play football unless you do that there's no way we're going to reach those objectives because some of the teams they are they are looking solid if you look at milan and uh, um, napoli lazio milan and napoli lazio picked up their pace mm. look solid they have a 
you know, a system which they, the players, they can relate to and they are able to express themselves in a way that uh, looks, you know, convincing when you watch yeah. them. Uh, that's the history. I'm not sure Lazio will last throughout the season, but they have something interesting going on. And then who's left behind? You have Atalanta, you have Inter, you have us. Udinese, and- mate. Udinese have, seems a bit fallen off a little bit last yeah, two games. Yeah, some dark horses there, but mm. I think it will be really difficult if we don't raise the quality in our performances and start. It's about time we develop a system in the way we play in attack because if we don't, I, th- I don't think individual brilliance or having midfielder you know, of quality in the, I don't think it will change too much. You will probably raise the performance by a bit, but you will just go from 40 to 50%, which will still mm. be insufficient, in my opinion. Still that yellow bar on the iPhone, if you have it on low percentage. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about a couple of players from yesterday that I think impressed me. Um, what were your thoughts on... Um, Christian Valparto playing on the right side of the front three. He looks um, he looks a very talented player. I think he is a player that will be trusted by Jose in, in the future. We trusted. Uh, it's a big word. I would say he needs he needs to keep getting chances like this. Yeah. I remember yesterday we played Helsinki. We knew that they are the weakest team in the group and uh, there were opportunities for us to rotate and still get a good result. But Volpato was positive. He was lively. He showed good determination and uh, I would say it's a positive performance. But remember when you are, you know, there's a lot of added energy and adrenaline when you are given a chance like that because you want so much you want so badly to prove yourself I think I said the same about Felix last year in the beginning it's a bit easier because they're not so the expectations are not so high it becomes difficult when the expectations start coming because then you have to deliver and because right now it's easy to forgive a lot of their mistakes but it will be difficult when the expectations come but I think he's still in the early phase where uh, he can develop, he can learn a lot. He just needs to keep getting those chances, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes uh, in Serie A, in teams where we have pretty much secured the victory, which we (laughs) don't tend to do a lot. But uh, yeah, that's... uh, So yeah, I would say it, it, it was a positive performance. I was happy to see that he was given a chance. And he took it well, I would say. Yeah, him and Zaleski sort of um, linked up well on the right-hand side. I think the youth can give injects. Sorry, the, the youth can inject some uh, energy and positivity into this squad. Um, Mateus Vinier at left centre back. I thought he'd be playing at left back with El Shirari playing maybe as a left winger in a four-three-three. I. I Myself, like many others, got that horrifically wrong on social media. I thought it was a four-three-three, but um, he played left centre back. I thought he played pretty well. Um, I think Jose came out in the in the uh, in the press today and said he was impressed with his performance. Um, coming for Roger Ibanez, I think wasn't was he injured or was he just not picked because they've got a game on Monday and they don't want to risk him on a on a plastic pitch? But 
What were your thoughts on Vinny? I thought he did well. He came out with the ball. He pressed high. I think he created a couple of chances. It can, it, you can, it was that sometimes with that system yesterday, he was quite adapt, adaptive because it can be a four, or it can be a five, and he, he played as the left centre back. Yeah, he he showed first of all great, you know, adaptability skills because he was able to go in there, uh, adjust, and play in a f- position where he's where he's not so comfortable. This, I mean, it's a position he has not played in a lot, but I think he did pretty well. He showed uh, he showed a lot of fighting spirit. He worked hard for the team, and. Uh, showed uh, positive signs and um, it's a bit difficult to say whether he will be getting chances as a left wing back but uh, uh, like Mourinho said he he was he's one of the guys that has worked the hardest uh, probably in you know in the whole team and I I appreciate I appreciate that because you know he's a professional you appreciate great professionals they don't complain they, you know, they make themselves available for the team. And when they are given the chances, they give their best. And that's what you want to see. He's, uh, he, you know, he was given the chance yesterday because of uh, Ibanez's absence. And I think he did pretty well. I'm happy with the, I'm happy with the way he performed. So Vinya played really well. So I do you reckon he could be a push, a backup, maybe fifth choice centre back? Yeah, in terms of in you know times of crisis, yes. I yeah, think so. Yeah, he, he's not the player you want to play as a backup in a top game, decisive game, in, or mm. in a derby. That could be a bit more tricky because it's easier to uh, it's easier to punish him by catching him out of position because he's not so used to the I don't think he has the position uh, you know the positional awareness uh, to to be comfortable play the big games yesterday was Helsinki it has to be it remains to be seen how he does but I think he needs to play more play more in that position for him to become more comfortable and confident didn't he play as a left centre back in a couple of the preseason friendlies in Portugal? Or he did. Against, he did. Oh God! Did he play against Sunderland as a left centre back in one of the games? Uh, one of the games I didn't watch was against Sport in Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, my final point from yesterday: Marish Kambula came on and played as a central defensive midfielder. I think he's done it a few times uh, to close out games. Um. Do you think he has the attributes to play in that position maybe going forward? Um, he's quite tall. He doesn't have the pace. Um, he's not too bad on the ball. Um, in maybe in an hour of need when Josie may be trying to close out an, an away victory or a home victory against the top side, do you reckon he could call up and Marish and play central defensive midfielder? Oh, I was more, I was more convinced by Mancini in that position. Ah, uh, yeah, for Fonseca. Yes, I was. That was uh, more convincing, but I think it's too. We've seen too little to. Mm. Uh, so I, it wouldn't be my preferred option against big sides once again, but uh, against a smaller side, if that's 
necessary, then I would do it. But it's not some, it's not an idea that what I would entertain because I see see a lot of potential there. Um, I think it would be better to to try to play him in his natural position because yeah. that's where he's best. But um, perhaps you could have qualities to succeed in the position, but uh, we, because he is a bit slow, uh, you know, so is it easy, easy to for you know faster players to to do you know to succeed in one-on-one situations against him? So perhaps, but I I, I would be curious to see a bit more of him in that position and see how he does, but. Uh, first impression uh, is probably that he should be playing in defense. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. It, it really didn't get troubled that much yesterday in the, what he came on for, was it Cristante in like the final five, 10 minutes? Um, he played some nice passes up from midfield. I do miss Mancini playing in defensive midfield. I said this to John on the Roma press podcast when I was on there what, last summer just before the first game of the season, I think it was, that I would like to see Mancini play as a defensive midfielder. He has the attributes. He played in it, what, five or six times under Fonseca when Roma were going through that that rut of all the defensive midfielders who were out injured and they were all... Who was the English player they were after? Jack Jack Rodwell. Rodwell. Yeah, Jack Rodwell. I think he was just leaving Sunderland. And I think his contract Blackburn, was terminated. Was it, yeah, was it Blackburn or Sunderland? He was, he was a free agent and Roma yeah. were after a, a defensive midfielder. <laughs> uh, thank God it wasn't Lee Catamol. That could have been interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mancini is a defensive midfielder. We're probably going off topic here. He, he impressed a couple of years ago. If push comes to shove, that would probably, probably be the better option, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, unless he doesn't get sent there. off, unless he yeah doesn't do something stupid, which he's known to do. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's he did it well in again uh, against Mönchengladbach. I think he did it in some other games. But yeah, talking about Mancini, he's now suspended for the game against Ludogorets, so you probably see a reshuffled uh, back three. It could probably be Kumbula, Smalling, and Abanez next week, or maybe Vinya. Um, so, D-Day next week, next Thursday against Ludogorets. Ludogorets lost to Real Betis yesterday. Confident? Um, I think we will. I think we will uh, win in the end. It's it's uh, It will be a pretty straightforward match. I think. I hope so. I'm going. So. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's D-Day. Roma tend to get out of groups in Europe. I think they've done it every single time since 2015, 16. They didn't do it 14, 15 because they got knocked out by Man City in the group stage, didn't they? In the Champions League. So they've got out their European group and evidently they did win the whole competition last year in the in the Conference League. So yeah. Um, apart from that, do you have any, anything else to add? Well, that's, I think that's, that's enough and we hope for um, a win on Monday against on Verona. On Monday against Verona. Um, yeah, uh, a, a change Verona side. They've got a new manager. They sat Gabriella Trophy the other week. They seem to be struggling at the moment. Um, remember last season, Roma lost at the Bentegodi, which was Igor Tudor's first game in charge after Eusebio Di Francesco got sacked. So Roma twice in just over a year have gone to the Bentegodi 
against a team, Hellas Verona team, who've just recently sat their manager. And Igor Tudor is having a wonderful time in France at the moment, and his old club are really struggling at the moment. So attacking football? Question mark Monday. Smiley face, <laughs> heart, or heartbroken, or it's, it or won't we, happen. It, it yeah. won't happen. But no, let's no. see. No, let's see. Uh, Roma travel to to the Bentagodi. We, I probably will have something recorded to do on Monday. I actually leave. predictions. Uh, I go to two one Roma. I think two ta- goals. Yeah, you really think we score? I do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one from a set piece. <laughs> Either a near post corner, which has been quite um, quite productive this season for Roma. They've been using the, the the height. I don't know if they've been working on the set pieces this summer, but they've they've scored quite a lot of goals from set pieces this season. And you saw one which was chalked out, chalked off, maybe a little harshly um, due to Valparte. And then and you saw the free kick yesterday, but two one, maybe a late Hellas Verona goal to. Uh, to uh, to again not calm the nerves, but what are you thinking? One nil. I think uh, one nil penalty. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Roma with an xG of like two and a half, and like one and a half from the penalty that goes in, and then yeah, because Zaniolo can play because he's not he's not suspended. So yeah, I do expect a couple of changes. Um, yeah, just hope for a win because it needs to bounce back. I did. You might see the attacking football next Thursday and next Sunday against Lazio, but yeah. Um, do you have? I, I've probably asked you this. No, I didn't ask no questions on 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 Twitter because we just want to do a, a quick short podcast, and we've gone almost half hour. Um, <laughs> do you have yeah. anything anything else to add? No, I think it's okay, and you should uh, probably say something about the new feed on Apple yes new feed uh, on Apple yes uh, just uh, search it up because uh, the old one isn't working so that's why if you're if some of the listeners still struggle with the uh, uh, lack of updates it's probably due to that due to the fact that the feed is outdated so just search it up and the new one will be there yeah. subscribe to that one Please search our social media on Lamadacast. There is a feed for Apple Podcasts, which uh, I think yourself may have put out last week, where there is a new feed. There was an incident where the old feed was not showing any of the new podcasts, but there is a new feed out there. So, yeah, you follow us at Lamadacast.com. You find all our previous podcasts on there, and you can follow us on, on the podcast platforms, i.e. your Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean. Probably in the next few weeks, Spotify will be doing their uh, how many hours you've listened to such and such podcasts in 2022. Um, I might put a tweet out when it comes to that, when it gets released. I would love to hear fellow La Magicast listeners of how many hours you've listened to us over the, uh, the 2022 year. I think they probably stopped taking hours listened probably now or even September. So that's probably coming out in the next four to five weeks. Um, Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening. Enjoy your, you. Enjoy your trip. Hope it goes all right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm off to Mansfield, Swindon tomorrow. I've got a lovely 9.30 train, four and a bit hours on the train with two stops at Cheltenham and Birmingham. Uh, not Birmingham, Nottingham. So hopefully enough for another positive away 
performance. I'm off to Rome next Wednesday. Um, so hopefully I might have a quick pod after the game on Monday evening and I'll definitely have a review and tell you all about the experience of Roma hopefully getting through in the Europa League and getting through to the knockout qualifying stages next Friday. I will post pictures and videos and stuff like that like I did last time. But Imran, once again, thank you for joining me. Absolute pleasure. I promise I won't mention the cricket any more because we're both struggling with it. Um, enjoy your weekend guys enjoy the football and enjoy the football you if you are going to a game like me enjoy it and hope your team wins ciao ciao